Hey fam, y'all cup is running over today from within her beauty. Hello, hello, hello. This is your triple portion. <laughs> Let's go to um, Judges chapter 13 and let's lay down the foundation, okay? Let's go. Again, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Philistines who oppressed them for 40 years. In those days, a man named Manoah from the tribe of Dan lived in the town of Zorah. His wife was unable to become pregnant and they had no children. The angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and said, even though you have been unable to have children, you will soon become pregnant and give birth to a son, the glory of God. So be careful. You must not drink wine or any other alcoholic drink, nor eat any forbidden food. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and his hair must never be cut for he will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. He will begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. The woman ran and told her husband, a man of God appeared to me. He looked like one of God's angels, terrifying to see. I didn't ask where he was from and he didn't tell me his name, but he told me you will become pregnant and give birth to a son and you must not drink wine or any alcoholic drink nor eat any forbidden food. For your son will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from the moment of his birth until the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord saying, Lord, please let the man of God come back to us again and give us more instructions about this son who is to be born. God answered Manoah's prayers and the angel of God appeared once again to his wife as she was sitting in the field. But her husband, Manoah, was not with her. So she quickly ran and told her husband, the man who appeared to me, the other day is here again. Manoah ran back with his wife and asked, Are you the man who spoke to my wife the other day? Yes, he replied. I am. So Manoah asked him, When your words come true, what kind of rules should govern the boy's life and work? The angel of the Lord replied, Be sure your wife follows the instructions I gave her. She must not eat grapes or raisins, drink wine or any other alcoholic drink, or eat any forbidden food. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, please stay here until we can prepare a young goat for you to eat. I will stay, the angel of the Lord replied, but I will not eat anything. However, you may prepare a burnt offering as a sacrifice to the Lord. Manoah didn't realize it was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah asked the angel of the Lord, what is your name? For when all this comes true, we want to honor you. Why do you ask my name? The angel of the Lord replied. It is too wonderful for you to understand. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Because that's the glory of God. Then Manoah took a young goat and a grain offering and offered it on a rock as a sacrifice to the Lord. And as Manoah and his wife watched, the Lord did an amazing thing. As the flames from the altar shot up toward the sky, the angel of the Lord ascended in the fire. Hallelujah. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell with their face to the ground. The angel did not appear again to Manoah and his wife. Manoah finally realized it was the angel of the Lord. And he said to his wife, we will certainly die for we have seen God. But his wife said, if the Lord were going to kill us, he wouldn't have accepted our burnt offering and grain offering. He wouldn't have appeared to us and told us the wonderful things 
and done these miracles. When her son was born, she named him Samson, and the Lord blessed him as he grew up. And the spirit of the Lord began to stir him while he lived in Mahanadan, which is located between the towns of Zorah and Ashtal. So we see Samson was being stirred with the spirit. You see that he had a calling over his life. You, 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 he had a call on his life before he was even conceived. The Lord had orders for his parents to follow over Samson. So let's keep going. One day when Samson was in Timnah, one of the Philistine women caught his eye. When he returned home, he told his father and mother, a young Philistine woman in Timnah caught my eye. I want to marry her. Get her for me. His father and mother objected. Isn't there even one woman in our tribe or among all the Israelites you can marry, they asked. Why must you go to the pagan Philistines to find a wife? But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looks good to me. His father and mother didn't realize the Lord was out work in this, creating an opportunity to work against the Philistines who ruled over Israel at that time. As Samson and his parents were going down to Timnah, a young lion suddenly attacked Samson near the vineyard of Timnah. At the moment, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him and he ripped the lion's jaws apart with his bare hands. Oh, glory be to God. He did it as easily as if it were a young goat. But he didn't tell his father or mother about it. When Samson arrived in Timnah, he he talked with the woman and was very pleased with her. Later, when he returned to Timnah for the wedding, he turned off the path to look at the carcass of the lion. He found that a swarm of bees had made some honey in the carcass. He scooped some of the honey into his hands and ate it along the way. He also gave some to his father and mother and they ate it. But he didn't tell them he had taken the honey from the carcass of the lion. As his father was making final arrangements for the marriage, Samson threw a party at Timnah as was the custom for elite, elite, elite young men, elite young men. When the bride's parents saw him, they selected 30 young men from the town to be his companions. Samson said to them, let me tell you a riddle. If you saw my riddle during the seven days of the celebration, I will give you 30 fine linen robes and 30 seats of festive clothing. But if you can't solve it, then you must give me 30 fine linen robes and 30 seats of festive clothing. All right, they agreed. Let's hear your riddle. So he said, out of one who eats came something out of the Out of the one who eats came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. Three days later, they were still trying to figure it out. On the fourth day, they said to Samson's wife, Entice your husband to explain the riddle for us, or we will burn down your father's house with you in it. Did you invite us to this party just to make us poor? So Samson's wife came to him in tears and said, you don't love me. You hate me. You have given my people a riddle, but you haven't told me the answer. I haven't given the answer to my father or mother. He replied, why should I tell you? So she cried whenever she was with him and kept up for the rest of the celebration. At last, on the seventh day, he told the answer because she was tormenting him with her nagging. Then she explained the riddle to the young man. So before sunset of the seventh day, the men of the town came to Samson with their answer. What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? Samson replied, if you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you wouldn't have solved my riddle. 
Then the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. He went down to the town of Ashkelon and killed 30 men, took their belongings and gave their clothing to the men who had solved his riddle. But Samson was furious about what had happened and he went back home to live with his father and mother. So his wife was given in marriage to the man who had been Samson's best man at the wedding. Mm, y'all ain't know. I know y'all ain't know the Bible get this deep. I know you ain't know it. <laughs> okay. And if you did, okay, sis. Okay, bro. If you did, all right. But <laughs> the Bible be getting deep. It be juicy. Samson's vengeance on the Philistines. But see, ladies, that's why we got to submit to our husbands. Because listen, now we don't know what the Lord's plans was. But she should have been submissive to her husband. Why are you tormenting your husband? Because, oh, it's a proverb. Give me a second. Hold on, hold on. So let's go to Proverbs 21, verse 9. And it says, It's better to live alone in the corner of an attic than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. Hallelujah. Family, sis, sis, we have to be like um, our husband's peace. Don't nobody want you nagging them. You got to submit and respect your husband. Don't torment your husband. If he gave somebody a riddle to figure it out, you follow your husband's leading and trust that he got you. Don't be sitting here tormenting your man and being all naggy because it's better for him to be by himself than to be in the lovely house with you. And you all nagging in his ear. Submit to your husband. Humble yourself. Trust in God. Okay. Trust in God. Okay. You know he done, he could have had the best of the best, but she all nagging him. But that's the thing, because if you read right, if we go back to Judges fourteen, no, Judges thirteen, right? No, 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 fourteen. Sorry, fan. It's he said in verse two, a young Philistine woman in. Timina caught my eye. I want to marry her. Get her for me. And then he says, um, get her for me. She looks good to me. Like, that's the thing. You got to have discernment because everything that look good, that don't mean it's good. It do not mean that. And you have to remember, let's go to Ezekiel 28, right? Let's go. Hold on. And let's go to let's go to verse eleven. No, verse twelve. And let's start at where it says. So Ezekiel twenty-eight, starting at verse twelve, and we're going to go to the part where it says, "You were the model of perfection." Full of wisdom and exquisite in beauty, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Your clothing was adorned with every precious stone, red carnelia, pale green period. That, I thought that said period. I was about to say, oh, wait, hold on, they got that. <laughs> Family, I thought that said period. <laughs> but it says paradise. Wait. <laughs> oh, snap, hold on. I thought that said that. I said, oh, that, <laughs> Okay. White moonstone, bloom green barrel, barrel, onyx green jasper, blue lapses, lizzles, turquoise emerald, and all beautifully crafted for you and set in the finest gold. They were given to you on the day you were created. I adorned and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire, yet 
you were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. Your rich commerce led you to violence and you sinned. So I banished you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, O mighty guardian, from your place among the stones of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because all of all of your beauty, your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor. So I threw you to the ground and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. You defiled your sanctuaries with your many sins and dishonest trades. So I brought fire out from within you and it consumed you. I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who are watching all who knew you were appalled at your faith, you have come to a terrible end and you will exist no more. Glory be to God. So if you read, hold on, Poppy. If you read um, where it says. Your heart was filled with pride because all of your beauty. You got to be careful sometimes. That's why you got to have discernment because a lot of people will feel prideful. The Bible says it right here that some people's hearts will be filled with pride because of all the beauty. Because charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. You got to have somebody that fears the Lord. Okay? Because just because it look good don't mean it's good. And we see already, already we see that when Samson was like, oh, she look good. I want her. You done see, he done, she done already cost them some riches already. The, the, we were still on the same chapter, you know, that's why we got to be careful because let's not forget, let's not forget that the enemy actually was like the, uh, a beautiful, this, this is talking about the enemy. So let's, let's just talk about this. This is God explaining a part of Satan's fall is in this chapter right here. So we have to see that the enemy was beautiful. Do you understand how explain how the enemy looked? It says that he had instruments built inside of him. So when he spoke, it melodies played. You get what I'm saying? So like we have to understand that the enemy will come in like the angel of light. He will come in looking um what's the five five brown eyes or tall dark and handsome. He gonna look like that because that's what he know that your heart is after. You gotta have the discernment of the Lord. You have to have that discernment of the Lord your God to be able to know if it's a frog or if it's a prince. We see how Samson just fell for sure. And we're not even done yet. We got to go back to Judges 15 because Samson, we're going to see the kind of discernment Samson got. And Samson got a calling on his life. And that's why the enemy was after him because the calling that was on his life since before he was in the womb. Are you catching this? The enemy knows that you have a calling over your life and he is seeking to sift that calling like wheat in the name of Jesus. That's what he's trying to do. So he's going to come in ways that you would think that, oh, this is just harmless. Oh, oh, this is what I wanted. You got to be careful and you got to seek the Lord, your God, and make sure that these are the Lord's, the, the plans the Lord has for you. Maybe the Lord don't have tall, dark and handsome. Maybe he got short, a little light skin and he, I, right. you know, maybe that's the Lord God for you. You don't know, but hold on family. Hold on real quick. So let's go to the King James Version because I want y'all to see exactly what was being said in Ezekiel 28. So it says, and we're still in verse 13. 
13, it says, it says, the workmanship of thy tabrets and thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day thou wast created. So we can see that he was beautiful from the inside out. The enemy was beautiful from the inside out. But that pride, that pride made him want to exalt himself. That pride is what caused evil to dwell within him. So just because he looked good, it couldn't, it could, the Lord could still discern the evil that was in him. He still seen the evil that was within him. You get what I'm saying? And that's when you had the discernment from the Lord. When you ask the Lord for discernment in situations, the Lord will begin to show you if that, if that person has evil in them, you get what I'm saying? Just pray on the Lord. Seek the, seek the Lord's face on this family. Seek the Lord's face on what is being spoken. And you should always seek the Lord's face and wait for an answer and ask for discernment and everything. You get what I'm saying, family? So let's go back to Judges 15. Okay, I'm sorry, family. I'm still in the King James Version. That's why I'm like, this looks different. It says, later on during the wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat as a present to his wife. He said, I'm going into my wife's room to sleep with her. But her father wouldn't let him in. I truly thought you must hate her, her father explained. So I gave her in marriage to your best man. But look, her younger sister is even more beautiful than she is. Marry her instead. Samson said, this time I cannot be blamed for everything I am going to do to you Philistines. Then he went out and caught 300 foxes. He tied their tails together in pairs and he fastened a torch to each pair of tails. Then he lit the torches and let the foxes run through the grain fields of the Philistines. He burned all their grain to the ground, including the sheaves and the uncut grain. He also destroyed their vineyards and olive groves. Who did this? The Philistines demanded. Samson was was the reply. Because their father, because his father-in-law from Tim, Timna gave Samson's wife to marry, be married to his best man. So the Philistines went and got the woman and her father and burned them to death. Because you did this, Samson vowed, I won't rest until I take my revenge on you. So he attacked the Philistines with a great fury and killed many of them. Then he went to live in a cave in the rock of Etam. The Philistines retaliated by setting up camp in Judah and spreading out near the town of Lehi. The man of Judah asked the Philistines, why are you attacking us? The Philistines replied, we've come to capture Samson. We've come to pay him back for what he has did to us. So 3,000 men of Judah went to get Samson at the cave in the rock of Etam. They said to Samson, don't you realize the Philistines rule over us? What are you doing to us? But Samson replied, I only did to them what they did to me. But the men of Judah told him, we have come to tie you up and hand you over to the Philistines. All right, Samson said, but promise that you won't kill me yourselves. We will only tie you up and hand you over to the Philistines, they replied. We won't kill you. So they tied him up with the two new ropes and brought him to the up from the rock. As Samson arrived at Lehi, the Philistines came shouting and 
triumph. But the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon Samson and he snapped the ropes on his arms as if they were burnt strands of flax and they fell from his wrist. Then he found the jaw then he found the jawbone of a recent killed donkey. He picked it up and killed a thousand Philistines with it. Then Samson said, With the jawbone of a donkey, I piled them in heaps. With the jawbone of a donkey, I killed a thousand men. When he finished his boasting, he threw away the jawbone and placed his name and play and the place was named Jawbone Hill. Samson was now very thirsty and he cried out to the Lord. You see how when you be thirsty, you got to call out to the Lord because the Lord got the living water. You have accomplished this great victory by the strength of your servant. Must I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of these pagans? So God caused water to gush out of the hollow in the ground at Lehi. And Samson was revived as he drank. Then he named the place the spring of one who cried out. And it is still in Lehi to this day. Samson judged Israel for 20 years during the period when the Philistines dominated the land. One day, Samson went to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent the night with a prostitute. See? Word soon spread that Samson was there, so the men of Gaza carried gathered together and waited all night at the town's gate they kept they kept quiet during the night saying to themselves when the light of morning comes we will kill him but samson stayed in bed only until midnight then he got up took a hold of the doors of the town gate including the two posts and lifted them up lifting them up bar and all he put them on his shoulders and carried them away carried them all the way to the top of the hill across the hebron Samson and Delilah. So, okay. Samson done been married. He done slept with a prostitute. And now we had Delilah. Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah, who lived in a valley of Shurik. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, Entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong and how we can be o- and how he can be overpowered and tied up securely. Then each of us will give you a thousand pieces of silver. Mm-mm-mm. So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me what makes you so strong. What would it take for you to take you to tie up, to tie you up securely? Samson replied, if I were tied up with seven new bowstrings that have not been yet, yet been dried, I will become as weak as anyone else. So the Philistine rulers brought Delilah seven new bowstrings and she tied Samson up with them. She had hidden some men in one of the inner rooms of her house and she cried out Samson the Philistines have come to capture you but Samson snapped the bowstring as a piece of string snaps when it is burnt by fire so the secret of his strength was not discovered afterward Delilah said to him you've been making fun of me and telling me lies now please tell me how you can be tied up securely Samson replied if I were tied up with brand new ropes that had never been used I would become as weak as anyone else so Delilah took uh, took new ropes and tied him up with them the men were hiding in the inner room as before and again Delilah cried out Samson the Philistines have come to capture you. But again, Samson snapped the ropes from his arms as if there were a thread. Then Delilah says, you have been making fun of me. Tell me, 
telling me lies. Now tell me how you can be tied up securely. Samson replied, if you were to weave the seven braids of my hair into the fabric on your loom and tighten it with the loom shuttle, I will become as weak as anyone else. So while he slept, Delilah wove the seven braids of his hair into the fabric. Then she tightened it with the loom shuttle. Again, she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson woke up, pulled back the loom shuttle and ganked his hair away from the loom and the fabric. Then Delilah pouted, how can, how can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secrets with me? You've made fun of me three times now and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. She tormented him with her nagging day after day until he was sick to death of it. Finally, Samson shared his secret with her. My hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I will become as weak as anyone else. Family, let's stop right here, right? I know it's getting juicy. We're going to get back. But like, think it not strange. Like, this is why we need discernment because the answer could be very well right in front of our faces, but we fail to ask for the discernment for it. So we will miss it. And think it not strange, right? She was asking him about his weakness. He would tell her she would do what his weakness was and then would try to call out the Philistines because Delilah had a hit and motive the whole time. And Samson still ended up telling her what his weakness was. And time after time, she was showing him her true colors. Do you get that? You catching that family? That's why we had to ask for discernment. Because we could sit here, we could read it and be like, oh my goodness, how can he do that? But a lot of us will do the same thing. A lot of us will lay up with somebody who will, who will disrespect us. Who will treat us no better than you would treat a bum out on the streets. And we'll stay, still stay with them and we'll still make excuses. And it, it all will be in front of your face but then you'll still be sitting there and you'll still be pouring out to these people your weakness and you're not just pouring it out to these the, to that person you're pouring out to the spirit behind that person because that spirit behind you they want to know the favor that's on your life they, they can't understand the grace they don't understand how you are so strong how can how can i tear you down but but you still be built back up why are you exposing your weaknesses to me but their weaknesses are not working when i'm trying to use them against you you catching this family that that's why we got to have discernment. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. For I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as anyone else. The Delilah realized he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistine rulers. Come back one more time, she said, for he has finally told me his secret. So the Philistine rulers returned with the money in their hands. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap. And then she called in a man to shave off his seven locks of hair. In this way, she began to bring him down and his strength left him. Hallelujah. Because you see, the enemy will send someone to you. He will send somebody to you to try to dull your strength, to try to bring you down, to try to suffocate that calling on your life, to try to suffocate the, the what, what the Lord has placed within you, what the Lord has placed in you. They will try to suffocate it. And that's why we had to ask because the enemy will have somebody that's so close to you that you will feel comfortable to lay 
lay your head in their lap and to go to sleep. Do you know how comfortable Samson was with her to lay his head in her lap and go to sleep? And she betrayed him and she was that close. That's why we have to ask for discernment about the people who are around us and the people that we want to say we love because you don't know. If you don't ask the Lord for discernment, you will never know what that person's motive is or if that person is being used of one of Satan's devices. Okay, because just because a person look good, just because a person might sound good, you don't know what the spirit might be behind that person until you seek God and you ask him for yourself. You catching this family? Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I will do as before and shake myself free. But he didn't realize the Lord had left him. So the Philistines, see, this, listen. So the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. They took him to Gaza where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in the prison. But before long, his hair began to grow back. Hallelujah. The Philistines rulers held a great festival, offering sacrifices and praising their lowercase g God. Dagon, they said, our God has given us victory over the enemy, Samson. When, see, see, see how they was looking at Samson like the enemy, but, but Samson was being used by the most high God. Samson was being used by the capital G God. And you see how the Philistines, they was looking at Samson like he was the enemy. And they, and they went and they caught him at a vulnerable state. They caught him when he was, when he had his guard down. That's why you have to, you have to watch who you allow in your life because these these spirits behind these people be waiting for you to put your guard down on them. You get what I'm saying, family? Because the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The enemy is not coming to play no games with you. He's coming to kill, steal, and destroy. And you have to stand your feet and be and be planted in the Lord. That's what you have to do because the enemy is not playing. He's coming and he's coming to get you. He coming after your soul. And I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm telling you this because this is the truth. You have to go to the Lord. You have to seek him in all your ways. Okay? Because the enemy looks at you like you're the enemy. Do you get what I'm saying? It's people out here that look at you like you're the enemy. And you have to be woke out in these spiritual streets. That's all your sisters trying to say. Okay, when the people saw him, they praised their. Okay, okay, the one who killed so many of us is now in our power. Half drunk by now, the people demanded, "Bring out Samson so we can, so he can amuse us." So he was brought out from the prison to amuse them, and they had him stand between the pillars supporting the roof. Samson said to the young servant who was leading him by the hand, "Place my hands against the pillars." That hold up the temple. I want to rest against them. Now the temple was completely filled with people. All the Philistine rulers were there. And they were about 3,000 men and women on the roof who were watching as Samson amused them. Then Samson prayed to the Lord. Sovereign Lord, remember me again. Oh God, please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistines for the loss of my two eyes. Then Samson put his hands on the two center pillars and held up and that held up the temple pushing against them with both hands he prayed let me die with the philistines and the temple crashed down on the philistine rulers and all the people so he killed more people when he died than he had during his entire lifetime later his brothers and other relatives went down to get his body they took him back home and buried him between zora and 
Ashtola, where his father Manoah was buried. Samson had judged Israel for 20 years. Hallelujah. You see, even though the enemy tried to set Samson up and he wanted to make Samson, he was he, he was like a, la- a laughing stock to the enemy and all his little minions. But do you see how the, the setback was the setup for the Lord to come back? Do you see how the Lord, he said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Do you see how the Lord, he, 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 he answered Samson. He came to Samson. Samson humbled himself. He said, Lord, just give me my strength back. Hallelujah. Allow me to have my strength back so I can so I can punish these Philistines once and for all because remember the purpose that was on Samson's life was over the Philistines the Lord made the promise that what like he was going to use Samson basically and it was to the Philistines the Lord had a plan for the Philistines and even in the moments where it didn't make no sense to Samson he still it was still a set up it was still a setup for his set the setback was still a setup you get what I'm saying I hope that makes sense family and the moral of this message today family is discernment 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 yes we have all been bit by a snake or two we all have experienced a snake bite or some of us i'm not gonna say all of us some of us probably most of us and those situations have will will show us okay snakes do bite okay now i know a snake bites let me not mess with a snake no more but let's take this lesson from Samson and let's ask the Lord for discernment. Let's ask the Lord, Lord, is this situation for us? Is these people for uh, is this people for us? Is this people I should be around? Is this person, what is the spirit behind this person? Lord, reveal it to me. Show me who this person is so I can know what I am dealing with. Am I the enemy to this person or are me and this person walking in unity? This is the kind of questions that you have to have with the Lord. Whether this relationship, friendship, um, any type of you know like whatever you have to ask the lord what is the motive behind this person does this person have my interest at heart because it's because you know like us as a body of christ we operate in love but we have to understand that the enemies the enemies can't they don't operate in love they operate in hate okay they hate us that's it because what's the opposite of love they operate in hate and you have to watch who you bring it in because we just will bring someone in with so much love because our father is the father of love. So we'll bring them in with such love and the whole time their plan is to kill, steal and destroy. Do you understand? Seek your God and ask him in all your ways and he shall direct your path. You have to ask the Lord. Okay, family. Because there is some Delilah's. And there are some Delilos, because I got to make it masculine. <laughs> and they want to know your weakness. Learn from Samson. Think it not strange when things happen. Because if a person can find your weakness, if they can find your weakness, if the enemy can know your weakness, he can play on that. And you see what happened to Samson. Family, Lord, is there anything else you want me to say? Family, we gonna close out in prayer, and I just we just gonna close out in prayer because I love y'all, Father, in the name of Jesus. 
Father, I just thank you. I enter your courts with thanksgiving and praise, God, because you are good. You are a more merciful kind of God. You are so gracious, Father. I just thank you. I thank you for looking out for us, Father. I thank you for protecting us. I thank you for coming through for us when we need you the most, Father. I thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us, Lord. I'm praying that when people click on this episode, Father, when people are listening to these episodes, Father, they are getting breakthrough. They are getting certain releases, Father. They are getting wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. I pray that you bless all of your children with the discernment, with the gift of discernment, Father. Allow them to to have your ways of thinking. See things like you allow them to see it, Father. Allow them to get the wisdom and understanding and knowledge and what to do in these in these situations, in these relationships, in these friendships, Father. Allow them to see people around them for who they truly are, Father. I pray that you just watch over each one of your children and you guard them and you protect them, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I bind up any foul enemy will try to come against any of my brothers and sisters, any of their minds, Father. And I cast any evil evil spirit down in the name of Jesus. I, I, oh Lord, I just plead the blood of Jesus over my brothers and sisters. You shall loose any of my brothers and sisters in the name of Jesus. Any enemy that has a grip on my brothers and sisters, you shall loose them by the power of God. And that's in Jesus mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Family, you got to understand that the enemy is not coming to play games with you. He wants to find out your weaknesses. You have to stay guarded up in Christ at all times because you cannot be ignorant to Satan's devices, okay? I need you to know that. I need you to go into prayer. I need you to ask the Lord, what is the motives behind people that are around me in the name of Jesus? And just remember, you shall fear no evil. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The people around, people can form their weapons, but they shall not prosper because you got the Lord on your side. He is with you. So you shall not fail in the name of Jesus. Do you understand that family? Do you understand that? You get the discernment and you see people for who they truly are. If that's a that's a snake. It's a snake. Let it go slither the other way and you turn the other way. The word says if a sinner entices you, you go the other way in the name of Jesus. And that's what you do by the power of God in Jesus mighty name. You don't fear none of these enemies. You don't fear none of these people that, that operate in, in, in Satan's camp. You don't fear these people because you got the power to trample upon all the devices of the enemy. You can crush Satan's skull in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm talking spiritual because I ain't trying to get nobody to catch a case because you ain't going to say your girl within her beauty said no, 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 spiritually. Okay, take it to the Lord. But all I'm saying is you got the power within you to 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 win every battle. Hallelujah. Greater he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. You, do not do not fear no evil. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And that's in Jesus name. Hallelujah. That's in Jesus name. Hallelujah. You cannot worry about what Satan's device. You need to know what Satan what Satan's devices is. I ain't saying you don't need to worry about it. I mean, you don't need to know, but you don't need to worry. You don't have to be turning every corner like, oh, he after me, he after me. He don't got no power because greater he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. You just got to believe that. Put your belief in God and God alone. And that's in Jesus name. Okay. Okay. Don't be sitting here acting paranoid. Like, oh, is this person after me? This person after me? No, you trust the Lord and he shall lead your path. Do you get that? You understanding that? Catch it, fam. Because you don't have to be paranoid out in these streets. God will lead you into all truth. Just seek him. Ask him to. That's it. And when the Lord reveals to you if a person's a snake, believe it. 
believe it. That's it. Like believe that person for who they are. Trust that the Lord has is directing your path. Just don't be paranoid about it. Don't be like, oh my gosh, that person didn't tell me bless me when I sneeze, so they of the enemy. I don't do all that. Don't be extra. Okay. <laughs> don't be extra. Just seek the Lord in all your ways. Okay. Just seek him in all your ways. Okay. <sighs> Family, I love y'all. And let's say it together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.